back to Who in Review. My name is Nick G, and today we're taking a trip to Lancashire, because we're going to be reviewing Series 11, Episode 8, The Witchfinders. And here with me to do that are Nick Z. Hey, I've got my eye on you. Chloe? I'm here wearing my best Stevie Nicks wardrobe in in preparation for the event. And so... Uh, I'm just here for the apples. <laughs> good call, good call. Oh. All right, so we're back in the past now. For the furthest in the past that we've gone this season. Yes, but yeah. but back to hmm. BBC setting this number is, this 342. This is their time to shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got our doublets out. <laughs> we've got our pantaloons. <laughs> Our, f- our starched ruffs. So many handkerchiefs. A mm-hmm. lot of handkerchiefs. <laughs> Embroidered with a monogram. Yes. Yeah. Surprised did not see any snuff boxes. <laughs> I'm sure they were round. Yeah. I kind of sure. ha- can't help but wonder if maybe that's similar to like having a lit cigarette or something maybe. and how like they just don't have them conveniently. I don't know. Because like. Because it's technically a like, kid's show, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But what child, like, would be able to identify a snuff box? Mm-hmm. As a snuff an English box. child, yeah. because they educate them so well. Over there. <laughs> right? Well, that's true. As a dirty Canadian, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but we've actually, I mean, we're, we're back in, in, you know, the BBC's wheelhouse. We're in back, jolly old England. You know, we're back in jolly old England. <laughs> we're back in the past. But we've done a little more touring than, than in previous seasons, I would say. We, we went to America. Yeah. We went to... India. Mm-hmm. Next week we're going to Norway. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're kind of doing League of Nations so this like, season. Ha. You know, it's not it's not, you know, we're not globe trotting, but it's a lot more than usual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool. But, you know, England's England's fine. Yeah. <sighs> Z, were you excited by the setting? Very much Before so. <laughs> got too much into the episode. From from the 5 second preview from last week's episode <laughs> until the time I watched it and then rewatched it, I was excited about oh. the setting. Yeah, might be showing your cards a little there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, rewatched partially in preparation for this oh. episode. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> like part of the way through to a point, or certain scenes. Uh, no, I watched the whole thing, but part of my reason for doing so was to prepare. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah. I see. Yes. I see. All right. Let's talk about it. Alan Cummings in this episode. Incredible. Beast Boy. Um, Incredible. Loved it so much. Or no, not Beast Boy. Um, Knights. The X-Men guy who's... Nightcrawler. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. What? Wait yeah. a minute. What? Yeah. Yes. That's the why king? he looks familiar. Yeah. That's why he looks yeah. familiar. <laughs> also, also... Also, Rooster Hannigan in the uh, early 2000s uh, remake of Annie. Of course. Which is really, honestly, probably the first place I saw him. Hmm. Um, Or, like, realized it was him. First place I saw him would be as Boris and Goldeneye. I was going to say also Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. He was in Son of Mask, I'm pretty sure. Was he the son of Or Son of the Mask. Actually, I never saw it. I just saw the cover. Apparently, he was Loki in that movie, so... Tom, what? Tom, uh, oh, what's your name? Look yeah. out. Tom Hiddleston? Sure. 
No. Wait. The other Loki, the Loki and the Avengers, whatever his name is, that are looking. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If he's ever recast, he's been in a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. He's been around. Yeah. yeah, I think he's done a bunch of Broadway as well that, over the years. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, which is he's incredible. I love him. Yeah, he's probably. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure the biggest guest star of the season. I don't know who else would be. Uh, like, I suppose. Like, so. um, I think there's a comedian called Lee Mack who was in. On, in Kerblam, he was the guy that went missing mm-hmm. that uh, Yaz made friends with. Mm-hmm. But I think Alan Cummings probably the biggest star yeah. uh, that we've had. Mm-hmm. Man, he played the season. king so well, too. Like, you could just... He was... Okay. Such a ham and I love him. incredible. <laughs> okay. It, it, like, here's the thing. Let's go head-to-head with King John. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Um, <laughs> but, like... Lose so, first of, first of all, he was just hanging around wearing a plague mask, which... That's cool. I don't know why. Well, no, he did explain it. Um, he said he had to wear the mask to go incognito because, you know, people are after him and whatever. Yeah, but that's a terrible disguise. That's so obvious. <laughs> He's the guy wearing the plague mask. Yeah, I mean, yeah but surely there are more uh, people wearing them. Didn't see did any. Did see a single other person? <laughs> so much. What do you mean? I uh, mean, that's not really... Is that plague times? No. Mm, not no. not like major black no. death plague times. I mean there are probably no. still some bits of it scrounging around, but uh I mean oh of course years too I, late I, I, I'm certainly willing to believe, especially as the character was portrayed, that King James would have like like a bunch of what like whatever like as, smelly as, stuff. As an affectation. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um in there. Anyway. But when he entered as as King James, not a mysterious person mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. stalking them, he everyone was at about a three, and he was at a seven. Yeah, <laughs> and he just stayed there. And oh, I was yeah. like, okay, <laughs> like he was. The contrast made it seem like he was like he thought he was in Black Adam. Or something. <laughs> he was very he was very camp. I yes. love it. It was great. And uh, the part where was most effective is when they met at the same level of intensity in that. In that situation where he and the doctor had that conversation and the doctor was tied up. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was pitch perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They met there and then went off again. <laughs> Two ships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because at the end, everyone was really intense. Like, oh, we got to set these get baddies on fire. And he's like, yeah. Managed <laughs> <laughs> to, to set one. And he's like, yes, I did it. <laughs> Hmm. It's funny because I feel like they've otherwise, in the new series, been fairly respectful towards English monarchs. And this was not an especially respectful portrayal maybe of because, King James. Maybe because he was Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Alan Cumming had like a preconceived idea. Like I'm sure, I feel like he must have played King James before. Maybe. <laughs> Being a Scottish person in, Actually, in the theater. I literally had his IMDb page and I was just no. scrolling through it. I had not seen... Oh, that's right. He was in Spy Kids. Yeah. Really? Ah, uh, yes. A, sh- a shocking amount of people were in Spy Everyone's Kids. Everyone's been in Spy Kids. <laughs> I was one of the scientists that got turned into a hmm. freaky thing. He might no, he was been. like the main guy. He was Floop. <laughs> he, was, he was the guy who like runs the... I said it like a ch- it was portrayed as like a children's show or whatever. Oh, and Minion was you know Monk and the dude from Men in Black. I forget his name. Okay. What? Oh, Tony Shalhoub. That's it. Thank you. Ah. Yes, it's been quite some time since I've seen Spy Kids. I have never seen. It's okay. You're not missing much. You're not missing I'm, a lot. 
That was my <laughs> oh man initial evaluation. Man, but I'm just looking at looking yeah. at his IMDb page and being like, oh, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as I initially I initially thought, I'm like, man, why? Why is um, King James a, not- a notable Scottish person? Mm-hmm. King James the Sixth of Scotland, King James the First of England, mm-hmm. son of Mary Queen of Scots, yeah. speaking with an English accent. And the answer was that I, I found out on Reddit, and I will believe Reddit on this, is that he was not speaking an English accent. It was like posh Scottish. Interesting. Hmm. Yes, which. Posh is like towards English is like towards received pronunciation, yeah. so it's probably gonna have a bit of that. But apparently, he was speaking posh Scottish. Hmm. Interesting. Um, we're right in the thick of Shakespeare times. Do you have any uh, any insight onto that <laughs> Z or uh, not into specifically how it would sound or how accurate it was or anything like that? But yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Actually, that reminds me. Speaking of it being in Shakespeare times. Mm-hmm. Very significantly, I definitely thought there was going to be a very obvious Macbeth reference at some point, mm. and there wasn't. Yeah. You could right? Yeah. It. Witches? <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, the witches themselves are not the reference. No. I was expecting there to be some reference. I mean, you could... Like... Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, maybe, maybe as the Doctor and Co. are leaving... King James and what's her name? The main girl. Willa. Be- not not Becca. Willa. Willa. Is asks when will we three meet again? again. Boom. Boom. Done. There's your reference, but no. I mean, you could really stretch it and say like when King James first meets the group, he's like, "Are you actors?" Obviously, my posh Scottish yeah. is not very good. Mm. Um, or, you know, the uh, the book Demon Demon yeah, Demonology. Mm-hmm. Uh, in mm-hmm. the form of a dialogue, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. apparently was a major inspiration for Macbeth. So if you're really interesting, stretching to the breaking point, mm-hmm. almost there's, there's stuff. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that uh, that demonology book that Becca had, mm-hmm. Becca Savage, mm-hmm. was written by King James. Yeah, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that was a thing. It's the prequel to musicology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I follow along. Um, yeah. I think any like a lot of American audiences would be lost, like because I think there's a more implicit idea that you know that you would know about King James mm. in this episode. Yeah, maybe I, I feel f- like they. I feel like King James himself gives his brief bio to Ryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't really know much about him, I feel like the story tells you. Well, because tells you enough. Yeah, Ryan obviously mm-hmm. didn't know, and like, oh, you know, that's rough. And then he actually hears <clears> the whole story. He's like, oof. Uh, sorry about that. that. Like I found, I found that weird. I assume that he would have learned it at some point, but it could just be that he's forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, history is easy to forget if you're not like specifically interested in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, there, there's a lot like of it. how much of you know a lot of Canadian <laughs> history have I forgotten myself? The answer is so much. Yeah. High school is a blur. Um, <laughs> And Phil is talking about King James because I looked up a little bit mm-hmm. about him afterwards. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I left the episode thinking was, like, why was King James there? Mm-hmm. Why was the king of the country there mm-hmm. to deal with that? But he actually did attend some 
witch trials. Mm-hmm. It was just a fun Saturday. <laughs> and or I guess Sunday. And mm-hmm. further, furthermore, contrary to his like very anti-Satan view, <laughs> he'd be people would be accusing the witches and stuff like that, and then the witches would say stuff, and and King James would be like, "Now, hang on." She said she was doing this, so she couldn't have actually been doing this witch thing. That like he was very. Clo- uh, closely paying attention to their testimonies and and if it sounded true to him, corroborated with them. Yeah, hmm. um, that's interesting. Yeah, so I would like to have seen that. Yeah, no, we didn't get that. That was not. There's not room for that in this character. No. <laughs> and I feel, and I feel like if King James had been played more straight, like I wanted him to be, um, there was nothing straight about King James's character. In this <laughs> wink, wink. Let me use the word serious. Let me use the word serious. Okay. If he had been played more serious, like I wanted him to be, he might have been the villain. Because he had all the power. He easily, like, could have been the villain. You're right. And it looked at some point like he was going to be. Yeah. But, uh, no, he was just sort of, like, along for the ride. Yeah. And I think we both thought, at one point, is this actually King James? Or is it going to be... Is he going to take that his mask be, off and be chameleon? Be like, uh, yeah, no, I definitely thought it was going to be chameleon. <laughs> that would be a fun tie-in. <laughs> but, I mean, that and that would have been, like, a very... Like, obvious Doctor Who switcheroo. Yeah. Where, oh, it's not King James, it's an alien. It's the master. <laughs> it's the master. Oh my god, the overacting makes so much sense now. <laughs> but it's still Alan Cumming. It's still Alan. <gasps> Alan Cumming as the master. <laughs> Did you see, are you Who can eat notes? more seat? Who can eat more scenery? Head v. Head. Alan Cumming v. Eric Roberts. Fight. (laughs) Or King James becomes the master. Like he he actually is King James, but some alien shenanigans happen. And he gets like 13 lives like a time lord and is the master. That would be bananas. Um, So he was in this episode. (laughs) Yep. And <clears throat> I feel like uh, the Doctor had the most to do in this episode out of anyone so far. The companions were kind of all all in a bunch mm-hmm. and sort of moved to the background more. Mm. And the Doctor got a lot of moments to herself, kind of. Yeah, it was great. I feel like we haven't seen enough Doctor. Yeah. yeah. I was very pleased to see a lot of the Doctor this season, or this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure we can all agree that at some point we were thinking, okay, the doctor's going to be accused of being a witch. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So when's it going to so- happen and how's it going to happen? And what I appreciate is that they didn't do it right off the bat. It was actually like closer to the climax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause- and it wasn't even a real accusation. It was a, like... The villains back up against a wall and, like, oh, now you're a witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even necessarily like, oh, we see you doing this and this and this and this and so you're a witch. It was it was just yeah. a counterattack. It, it was them like trying to, it was them not having control of the situation mm-hmm. and then being like, how can we yeah. get back in charge of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Saw that Houdini reference from a mile away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as it was like, oh, she's in chains. Magic guaranteed she's gonna come out. There's a Houdini reference hmm. coming. Who else? I mean, really? Yeah. Would you have guessed that it was a a wet weekend with Houdini though? <laughs> no, that was sexy. <laughs> 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 uh, 
what was it? The doctor used her. What do they call it here on TARDIS wiki? Um, her respiratory bypass system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pyramids of Mars and Fort of Doomsday. I remember Fort of Doomsday. The doctor's just like out in space. Mm-hmm. And he needs to use a cricket ball to open the the airlock door. And holds his breath for rather a long time. I thought it was also mentioned in... Um, oh, what's the first one with the Jadoon and Martha? Uh, Smith and Jones. Yeah. I believe it's also mentioned in that episode. Yeah, because they're on the moon. It gets... Yeah, the yeah. Jadoon on the moon. Typhoon. Monsoon. <laughs> bassoon. Dr. Seuss write that episode? Yeah. You know, it's a baboon and... He's a ghostwriter. <laughs> Did ghostwriter write that episode? Ghostwriter! <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ghost Rider is Dr. Seuss okay. okay It's in the Tommy Westfall universe uh, Yeah um, One of the things I keep seeing people talking about On Reddit and stuff is like Oh, she the doctor And a, a lot of people's criteria for the doctor Is like having big speeches mm-hmm. People and, really want her to have a big speech Yeah, yeah. and I don't know if it was a big speech But I think the, the scene where she's having a conversation With King James like, Kind of is in that area yeah. Definitely like we're we're, you know, talking about big things and and big ideas and, but those with those Dutch angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was with that? A lot of those this episode. It was. It kind of seemed like they were just kind of like teetering back and forth. Yeah. Like it's like a right angle and then it's the left angle. And it's a right angle and then it's the left angle. It's like guys, are you drunk? Like ah, I. Okay. I was just gonna say there were some interesting cinema cinematog- cinematography choices this episode. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of, you know, from the from the bottom up and and all that. And again, I appreciate them trying anything. I did it didn't like take me out of it. I think one or two of them did for me. Mm-hmm. I can't specifically recall, but I feel like there were certain ones where I was noticing the camera angles more than I was noticing the show. Yeah. You know? And not necessarily in a good way. Sometimes you notice cinematography and you're like, that's oh, I love that shot. Yeah. It's like like anywhere from half a dozen to a dozen times in a Wes Anderson movie <laughs> kind of yes. thing. And and that's fine. And it doesn't necessarily take you out of the or it does but very briefly take you out of the the action. I found this one was a little bit more guys, we get it, you went to art school. <laughs> yeah. Or well, I guess film yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um we still have like very few wide shots in the whole show. What's up with that? I, like, I feel like in past we've always, whenever we're in an in the area we're going to be spending the episode in, mm-hmm. there's a big establishing shot. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten that. Not so much. Um, no. They would have a big shot of like a field, I guess, or like to show how far, like the opposite side of the lake where they're dunking the witch, kind of thing. But like, yeah, there isn't the whole. Here's the place that we're gonna be in, swooping over the trees. May I don't know. Maybe this is not in the budget. I mean, that could be part of it. Yeah. I'm, or yeah. I mean, not necessarily crane shots. Just hmm. like man, they just do it all with drones now. Ah. Yeah, it's all done with drones. That's true. Just hook a camera, yeah. hook a GoPro up to a drone. Did you do? You, did you guys notice at all how how quietly the people on opposite sides of the lake were speaking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you mention it. It was just like, because they're across this big lake, and Will is like, "How you doing? Are you okay?" And the people on the other side heard that, <laughs> which was kind of, uh, kind of interesting. Mm. 
Um, <clears throat> in front of the lake, sound travels a little bit, a little bit more easily. The water is, carries it right over. I don't know, man. There, there is some signs to if the air is cold, it sound travels better or whatever. But like, I couldn't tell you what it is. I mean, I don't know if that's enough to carry those mm-hmm. whispers across the other side of the lake. Everyone in this community is extremely good at reading lips. Ooh. That must be what it is. Because of because they're witches. That's right. <gasps> yeah. Or they're afraid of witches. So, because witches are well known to not be able to read lips. Mm. Mm. So. That's the only way to beat them. You gotta whisper quietly yeah. <laughs> to head off the witches. Everybody feel about um, us starting like in medias res. It seems like, like it seems like that's not a very uh, unique thing for this episode. Pretty much every episode seems to start with. Ad- admittedly, maybe this one actually puts us in the middle, whereas the others sort of put us at the beginning of various adventures. Mm-hmm. But it seems like almost every episode, except for maybe the first three or four, mm-hmm. half so far at least. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> point is, nah. a lot of the episodes this season start with. Hey gang, TARDIS is not doing X or Y, or is doing X and Y. Uh, you know, it hasn't done this the last when we went to Alpha Centauri. That you know, in Mother. this adventure, nobody's going to see. Yep, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. The audio pl- books, <laughs> audio, audio plays. Yeah. So it doesn't. It didn't really strike me as uh, too surprising. I guess what was surprising on reflection, anyway, is just that they had such a specific event in mind that they were trying to see. The coronation of Elizabeth the first. Ah. I I guess it's like relatively close. Like it would have been within sixty years, years 60 or so. Years. Yeah. Oh, not Stones yeah. throw with the TARDIS, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I I guess that was the idea. They're like, what would the companions want or the doctor want to have seen mm-hmm. versus like where they end up. So I guess uh a little bit off in time, a little bit off in space, mm-hmm. but not by much. Yeah. But I feel like we started, we didn't even have, you know, stuff in the TARDIS. I feel like uh, if it was the 11th Doctor, it'd be like, how would you like to see the coronation of Queen Elizabeth I? Mm-hmm. And it would start like that in the TARDIS and then do 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 and then the titles. Yeah. And then we'd go into where we were. Um, but we started with them on the ground. Already, already in there, uh-huh. and we had the we had fifty minutes, not forty five, like it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like we needed a little more time to wrap up the the alien part. Mm. Really, I feel like the episodes have been kind of ending quickly. Like, not that the plot <clears throat> is going quickly, but they have been en- ending perhaps suddenly this season. Yeah, like that's the end. <clears throat> okay, I don't know. I wouldn't say that this one ended that suddenly. I mean. <clears throat> Um, it like focusing entirely on the ending. They they solved the alien problem, and that's that. I mean, in this one, that that plot is introduced and wrapped up really quickly. In the spider one, mm-hmm. they just stopped and left the plot. Mm. They're like, the, that one spider got shot. And then cut to ending. Well, all the other ones were in the the safe hold, and they just yeah. eventually suffocate and or starve. So, yeah, 
What I found interesting is they were just like, well, I guess this whole town has to move. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Move the town five miles down the road. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think the a... only reason they did that was because when they got there, um, Graham especially at least had some knowledge of the area. And so when he saw it, it's like, oh, hey, that's the whatever. And that means we're in wherever. I think when they mentioned the name of the place, it's like, oh, I never heard of it. That was supposed to be why. Yeah. They never heard of it because well, this, not... the whole of the whatever no. made it so that, oh, no. <laughs> no. King, King James literally says, we will never mention this and the name of this place will be stricken from history yeah. at yeah. the end. Yeah. And so that, that's the why. That's the why. Yeah. Um, Pendle- Grant, yeah, Grant didn't yeah. make it happen, yeah. although Grant looked baller in his hat. Yeah. <laughs> With his stu- with his, his stupid witch- hat, <laughs> his witchfinder hat, <laughs> which has a hole in it. Apparently. Oh my god, it looked incredible. I he pulled it off. Can't remember if this is something we talked about or if I said this on Reddit, but every time they cut back to it, I wanted it to be a bigger <laughs> <laughs> magic witchcraft. <laughs> At some points, it did seem like it was getting bigger. I don't know if it was just the shot or where it was on his head, but there were definitely scenes where I was like, did. Is that the size that that hat was? It did seem taller in certain shots. You're right. Yeah, but it would have been great if that was deliberate. If it was a magic hat that grew every time it cut back to the ground. <laughs> 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 uh, I feel like that would be perfect for like a parody version of this episode. Yeah, yeah. in like five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Graham having a hat was about the most the companions got to do in this episode, admittedly. I mean, I appreciate the time for the doctor. Um, the scene with King James and the scene where she's on the duck mm-hmm. talking to Becca. That was really good. That was all really good stuff. Um, but yeah, the guys are just wandering around. We're also, I guess, done with the companions dressing up to be appropriate to the time. Well, that's all. That yeah. always kind of comes and goes yeah we have some uh, partially uh, i was gonna say partially because it depends on whether they it's planned that they are going to that particular location yeah. but as you said the plan was to go to a very similar location <laughs> they- whereas if they if they had dressed appropriately for the coronation of elizabeth the first they probably would have looked somewhat out of fashion mm. but not to be there but 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 their, not deliberately. But their clothes would have made sense to everybody. Yeah. They would have like they would look old, but yeah. they'd be like, oh, okay. They would have been slightly unfashionable. Like and I mean, depending on the um like what class they dressed to. Yes. If they were dressing high class, then they definitely would have looked out of fashion. But mm. in a like country town like that, nobody might have <laughs> noticed anyways. <laughs> yeah, if it was yeah. Whereas if they were dressing more Merchant peasantry class mm. it probably would have looked, looked fine. Didn't change that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ryan had his uh, Canada Goose jacket on or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, notably, like, Becca was still very Elizabethan looking. Yes. She yeah, looked true. like she was almost trying to bite Elizabeth's style <laughs> directly. With the, with the, like, the hair, well, like the red hair and the yeah. rough and, yeah. Well, she, now that Elizabeth is out of the way. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Becca is a, a member of the Nouveau Riche, after all. That's true. Mm-hmm. And she's 
in the country, mm. so yeah. she probably doesn't have the newest fashions uh, from London. A female landowner, no less. Ah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. would that would that have been legit? That situation certainly could have happened. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, surprised that there wasn't some, like, nephew come to yeah. remove her from the situation. But if there... To have her, like, give her a stipend of 300 pounds a year. <laughs> More, most of that most yeah. of that, that I know of is coming from, like, reading Jane Austen, <laughs> which yeah. is notably 200 years later. Yeah. But... No, I think that that would be maybe not a very regular occurrence, but definitely something that happened mm-hmm. i mean if you go well, if you go uh 300 years roughly maybe more like 250 or even 240 220 anyway mm-hmm. if you go back to the 14th century chaucer's writing mm-hmm. about the wife of bath who's basically a small business owner and a woman <gasps> yeah <laughs> so yeah i do appreciate the no, doctor's comment too where like when they do get to the point where they're gonna accuse her of being a witch she's like ah it's like if i were a bloke i'd just be able to go on with my stuff and like you know continue with this but yeah. no and like yeah she was right no wonder it's hard for women if we're not being uh what was it uh, if we're not being accused of witchcraft we're being patronized to death yeah <laughs> yeah oh i loved it Claire, I know, I know you're talking in a couple of previous episodes about like, like you wanted it, you wanted the show to handle her as a woman well, but you didn't want her just to be a woman doing what the men would do kind of thing. Do you yeah. feel that this episode got at any of that more? I mean, I don't think it couldn't not. Do you know? Mm, yeah. Mm, that sentence made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really the first time. That she's been put in a situation where, I mean, somewhat, somewhat in Rosa, mm-hmm. you there's obviously some misogyny in you know nineteen like late nineteen fifties, early nineteen sixties America, but this is like a whole different. I mean, it's misogyny, but it's like social class codified yeah. misogyny mm-hmm. that's not even thought of as misogyny. It's it's weird. But um, there was kind of no way that this wasn't going to be a plot point in this episode. Mm-hmm. True. Because it's about witches. And witches often were... Women were often accused of being witches because they were acting out of station. Yes. But it wasn't an uncommon practice. It wasn't uh, a proof that said that like they went on witch hunts because men were jealous of these wise mm-hmm. old women. It's like, they're too smart, the witches! Well, even in the episode when when the doctor's on the ducking stool and Becca says, do you know why this was invented? To keep women, like, to keep women who run their mouths too much, like, out of society or something like that? No, no, no. Um, uh, For women who talk too much to keep them silent? Something like that. Something like that. Mm -hmm. I I think that was maybe, like, a touch Mm. Mm heavy-handed. Because... Like, the whole witch hunt phenomenon is like a, it's, it's like a, almost like a mass hysteria. Yeah. And it partially is this element of, you know, keeping women quiet or, like, just uh, normalized misogyny. But it's also just like, once it got going, it was hard to stop it. Mm. And it was kind of like, it was kind of like the French Revolution. Right. You start cutting off people's heads, and eventually your own head gets cut. Yeah, off. Mm-hmm. 
it's the same like kind of thing. Obviously not to the same level. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the point is, yeah, I I think they did like a decent job handling the doctor handling being a woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and having to come up against these things. I, one, one thing I did get a feeling of is I felt like the doctor really had settled into like she's comfortable being a woman at this point. Right. I didn't see like this would have been also really a, like an opportunity for all of these like a lot of jokes about you know when I was a dude when I was a dude and you know there was there was one for sure. <laughs> right. But it wasn't her com- constantly complaining about it, which I appreciate. No. I think she's she settled into being a woman and she most notably when she fell into you know, for the sake of their plan, okay, he's going to assume that I'm the assistant and I'm I'm the nosy woman. Mm-hmm. And, and she did fall into that rule, mm-hmm. as was kind of, like, appropriate to their plan. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting to see everybody, else, like, all the other companions be uncomfortable with that. Yeah. 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 Because they're all woke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, well, she's the boss. So. Yeah. Yeah. Gra- yeah. But Graham gets the big hat. <laughs> That's right. What was the also line? notable uh, flat uh, team? What was it? We have a very Fla- flat, team, uh, flat structure. team structure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, string though that Becca Savage read the paper and said, "Oh, you're the Witchfinder General." Mm-hmm. King James read the paper and said, "Oh, you're the Witchfinder Assistant." Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's like uh, not maybe yeah, what you want to see. Not, not maybe surprising. No, but, not uh, surprising. But interesting. Um, interesting to have the psychic paper, like, show some. Some maybe like historical bits and like even little like character perspectives that mm-hmm. way because it's not usually used that way. No, it's usually pretty <laughs> one note. Like per- the psychic paper has decided what it's going to show. Yeah. Um, this was, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Who mm-hmm. at the dot com? But I believe this is the first story to be um, both written by and directed by a woman, not the same woman. But a woman since oh. 1982 and Enlightenment. Is that? Wow. Really? Wow. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's <clears throat> good for this episode, but terrible in general. Yeah. Yes. Because it seems to be one or the other, or neither, <sighs> which sucks. <laughs> I mean, or, I guess I guess when Stephen Moffat was showrunner, he wrote at least 50% of, of every episode. Of like every season. Or yeah. every season, so it's kind of hard to fit any other writers uh, into it. Wedge yourself uh, in there like, come on, man, give us some room. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I may be wrong about that, but I think that's, that is the case. Um, and obviously the first time ever we had the writer, director, and late actor all be women. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. So that's good. Yeah. And yeah. in general, yeah. like kind of giving away my rating, but like not a terrible episode for no. that. No, not at all. Um, and so do you think, uh, that part, like the, do- the doctors, uh, more accepting of her womanness, uh, came out of the fact that it was a female writer? I think it has to help. Yeah. Yeah. It can't hurt. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's, it's almost a stereotype at this point, male writers having a hard time writing women, yeah. women. It's, it's a joke slash stereotype mm. that you see so commonly and, it doesn't necessarily mean like like hashtag not all men, um, but hashtag not all male writers uh, 
cannot write women mm-hmm. because mostly if you put a modicum of effort into it, you yeah. realize that a woman is a person yes. mm-hmm. you and you woman. just write a person <laughs> and you try to avoid describing that person entirely in terms of their tits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, hey, you've written a fully fleshed female <laughs> character. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's that easy. Yeah. But uh, no. Uh, yeah, I, I think it can't hurt having your leads both in the writer's director and actor roles be be female. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's positive. It's positive for representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. So, yes. yes. <laughs> Yay. Woo. Yeah. This is like, I guess, Doctor Who's hashtag feminism episode. And it's about witches. Yeah. 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 So Which is great. It works. Mm-hmm. Was anyone else wondering uh, who had the authority to banish an alien race on Earth? It's always the Doctor. Ooh. Yeah, but no. If sure. oh, to use like the tree yeah. thing, yeah, Earth yeah. as a as a prison. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Billions of years ago, the Earth would have been just dinosaurs and rocks. Maybe just even rocks. Billion. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was probably a bunch of nothing at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who who did that's what that's immediately what I wanted to know yeah. like who ban who tried them and banished them probably time lords probably, probably. time lords yeah unless there's some other it's usually the time lords unless there's some other even super race <laughs> space lords oh boy yeah that's right <laughs> they're always at odds. <laughs> I mean, you know, space and time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I I thought that was actually kind of neat how the 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 dunking thingamajig was from the tree that she tried to chop down, and that it wasn't actually a tree; it was technology, and that's why mm-hmm. like it zapped her because she had that thing in her. And then, like that was uh, yeah. yeah. The doctor just had figured that out and was like, "All right, well, we just basically need to." you know, reactivate the system and suck you jerks back in. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a tight little bow. Like the fact that the tree used for the ducking stool is like that tree. That was actually technology that was holding them in. Um, I thought, it, I thought it was weird when it's like, Oh, we got knocked out, but the aliens have King James and now we got to go rescue them. Like, wait a minute. How much time do we have? I'm like this felt like this felt like where the denouement should be, but instead we're we're now stopping these aliens. Hmm. Yeah, but because that's what that's what I mean. At the beginning of the episode, uh, you know, the Doctor is a little bit confused as to why they're not at the coronation of Elizabeth I. You know, I want to say in London, but mm-hmm. my royal knowledge doesn't mean uh, wherever they'd be for that. Pretty sure London. Probably, Probably. I don't know Probably if there's like a specific. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Westminster Abbey makes sense. Anyway, anyway, she's confused about that. Um, and she doesn't explicitly say that. Oh, the TARDIS must have sent us here because it sensed something or whatever. She just says something about the controls being difficult to sort of read or something like that, mm-hmm. like the the sensors being difficult to interpret. So, I, 
can't exactly give it the excuse of, well, TARDIS sent us here for the same reason it sent us um, back to uh, to 1950s America because mm-hmm. of that time energy, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I here I am doing a little bit of extra writing for the for the writers, which you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> But I'd like to think that the reason the TARDIS sent them there was because there was this issue. Mm. But time time for things to get a little wibbly-wobbly. If that's the case, mm-hmm. then, I mean, I guess because this, hap- this has happened, it's not a problem anymore because the Doctor fixed it. And therefore it's been fixed all along because the Doctor went back and fixed it. Mm. But if the Doctor hadn't been there, if this episode never <laughs> happens, but the events in it still occurred, then... Shouldn't shouldn't the the present day of Doctor Who of the Doctor Who Earth just be infested with those Merricks? Whatever the heck they were, the mud things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because yeah, they just put them back, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they all got sucked in. That's- yeah, um, I thought the the shambling corpses or whatever were pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the. Uh- Prosthetic and makeup work was very good. Yeah. The CGI was less good. Yeah, well. I do appreciate the fact that they took, like, clubs, basically, from the tree <laughs> and uh, made torches. So it was, like, m- more of a legit witch hunt because they're going after the bad guys as opposed to just accusing people. And, like, they made it glow green. So it was like, ooh, magic. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, like when, yeah. when she waves yeah. her sonic over the the ducking stool, and it you know sends the, those waves of green energy, mm. manobots, whatever mm. whatever's in there, the circuitry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was neat. Yeah, I, I think it would have been a little better if it was like there was just the queen was imprisoned there, not and not all of yeah. them. Well, be- because you just need that for the main story of. Becca Savage, mm-hmm. for her to be infected by Satan, mm-hmm. and her to go to all these extremes, because it turns out the real monster's man. <laughs> oh, <that's- clears throat> inside her all along. Oh, God. And then, you know, she's too far gone, and we have to Just stop murder her. this woman? Yeah. Instead of there being an army of them all of a sudden. Mm. I mean, I guess they wanted the corpses, like, moving around for the whole episode. Yeah. yeah. As a presence. Yes. Uh, the companions follow them for a while. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the companions. Yeah. 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 What was up with the king and hitting on Ryan all the time? <laughs> I don't know what was confusing about what he <laughs> yeah. just said. J- James. <laughs> Historically, James would fuck just about anything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. He definitely had, like like, favored men. Like male companions, mm. he enjoyed, but he was also married and had kids with a woman. So, yeah. huh? <laughs> J- James DTF Stewart. Yeah, pretty the much first. <laughs> the first slash sixth. Yeah. <laughs> well, hang on a second. Um, the Salem witch trials in the U.S. Yep. Yeah, that started way later from the England ones, not, or not too much later. It was what sixteen yeah. forty. Uh, the end. We're at the beginning of the 1600s. The Salem witch trials is at the end of the 1600s. Okay. All right, yeah. Because England also started first, right? But like, Oof. I got a head start. They got it first. They did it before. It was cool. Yeah. But my point is, is that um, at least in America, they didn't just go after witches. They would go after anyone who was gay. Sure. 
But he's the king. Yeah. yeah. He can yeah. do literal like yeah. at, at this point in time, the king can literally do whatever he wants. Plus. Ah. Yeah. Like or whoever he wants. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. but more than that, like I think there that that's mostly true, but the caveat to that though, I would say, is that if he if he had no children, it would be mm-hmm. very problematic for him. Mm. But he had a lot. Oh for sure. So there is no yes. issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, people, well, no. people wrote he, lots of children, legit and illegit. Uh, I don't know. Probably, I don't know probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I wouldn't guess that he would have had like twenty royal heirs. No, nah. yeah. um, it's kind of an open secret. An open little, secret. That's no, an oxymoron. No, but seriously, it was kind no, of an open that's, secret. That's a thing. Like, from yeah. what I, from what little I read on Wikipedia, so <laughs> you, know, true. you did, but like, yeah. You don't, like, talk about it in polite society. Like, you don't yeah. bring it up like, oh, the king's got, like, six illegitimate kids. But, like, it's the kind of thing that's, like, behind closed doors. Like, oh, have you like, seen? it is known. She's pregnant well, I, by... I don't, even, well, I don't even mean the illegitimate kid thing. I just mean the, uh, the, uh, I don't know, homosexuality, bisexuality, whatever, whatever was floating his boat. Kind mm. of an yeah. open secret. Mm. Poets wrote about it. People were like, yeah, Meh. he does that. He's a king. Oh. It's no good means, to be king. By no means, uh. was, by no means was he the only monarch, no. not English or otherwise, who had that sort of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, not at all. And so, yeah, it was uh. kind of. Eh. <laughs> There's another tiny, insignificant, huge, gigantic difference between these ones and the ones in America, mm-hmm. and that. Uh, the ones in America are Puritans, mm. and in here we're talking about Protestants. Um, yes. Uh, Catholics. Yeah. Protestants. I mean, James. Wasn't James a Catholic? No. no, he was raised Protestant, weirdly enough. Hmm. Right. Born of, of Catholic parents, but then raised in in the yes. Scottish Kirk. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'd say Protestant is like a couple levels milder. <laughs> Than Catholic mm. and Puritan is like several levels s- spicier. Let's say spicier mm. than Catholic. It's saltier, I'd except say. also not spicy at all. Ooh. Only bland as possible. The most bland. <laughs> yeah, but like in a way that kills other people. Yes, salty yes. AF. Yeah, because like the pro the pro or the the Puritans were the Protestants who were too strict for England. Yeah, they were mm, like, yeah. you go explore the New World. Yeah. Hence America's current hang-ups about <laughs> many things. Many things. <laughs> mostly, yeah. mostly sex. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. A little bit of a history lesson <laughs> for our listeners out there. Mm-hmm. It's hard, hard to not. Uh, so yeah. it makes up for some of the anachronisms that there were. For example, <laughs> they made no effort for that country manner to look uh, like, like era appropriate at all. Like, they put a bed in it that would have been probably era-appropriate, but the, like, perfectly white, oh. like, flat walls. Mm. Yeah. No. I thought you were going to say the like, perfectly white, crisp hankies, too, because, like, how the hell would they get them that white? I mean... It's witchcraft! <laughs> uh, there's a... I'm, there, I'm, I had a less of an issue with that. I mean, the, the crispness certainly would have been fine, because you can, like, heat up an iron over fire mm. and then just iron something mm-hmm. out would have been and there's clearly like there's almost certainly a house staff that we don't see yeah yes as is befitting a good house staff yeah yeah they don't see them (laughs) not to be seen or heard um 
but it was, I don't know, the walls were really throwing, the walls and the lighting in this country manor in the early 1600s threw me off quite a lot because there's no way it would have looked that stark white and there's no way there would have been that much lighting in it. No. Everything. Houses were dark. Yeah. Also, the the doorway, everything seemed far too tall for the early 1600s. Yeah. Um, like presumably this was a country house that, that someone has been since loaned them, renovated. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. But I felt like they could have put slightly more effort into making it look period appropriate. Also, I was trying to figure out whether the doctor's pocket comment was an anachronism or not, because <sighs> that you wouldn't have pockets I, I think for it a was while, a, let alone trousers. Well, no, no, not trousers. Trousers are obviously not becoming part of like even an upper-class woman's wardrobe until, at the very least, sportswear of the early 1900s, maybe late 1800s, unless you were, like, terribly daring. But women in, at the very least, the mid to late 1600s would have a pair of pockets, which was a bag, like, or two bags that you would tie in your various layers of skirts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... I've seen it as, like... As long as, like, a belt. Yeah, it's a, it's a belt cut. with, like, two pockets hanging off of it, and there would yeah. be slits in the side of your skirt so you could still put things in there. Yeah. You could literally drop your pockets. <laughs> yeah. Because it would come untied, and, and you could drop them on the floor. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I don't know. I. But, so, you said that that's from the... I, I was just sort of... To late 1600s? I was trying to figure out if they had been also generally present in the early 1600s and i didn't do a ton of research so i couldn't really find it but so that might have been incorrect Mm. that they didn't have pockets Mm. certainly pockets Mm. were present in the 17th century when in the 17th century they became prevalent i couldn't say for sure Mm. but that's just some pocket history (laughs) (laughs) Any other points anybody let's get off their chest about the witch finders? Mm. Mm. Um, just pockets. Well, Willa, when we first uh, mm. are introduced to her, she's very obviously upset. She doesn't want to talk to the strangers. And we like we can mm-hmm. figure out, oh, well, someone she cares about is probably being tried as a witch. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's her grandmother, and, you know, mm-hmm. she does the responsible thing to, you know, bury the dead and was going to say the prayer and... Uh, Yes, goes to follow her to make sure she's okay, and then that's when the whole you know shenanigans with the the aliens and the mud and whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess technically speaking, her grandma was a quote witch because she had quote potions. I mean, more like a wise woman. Yeah, she was I, yeah. I deal with potions yeah. every. Uh, a I shaman, deal with potions I guess. every single day. Woman. Yeah. Somebody but like to, somebody the locals would, would go to when they lost a chicken, yeah. that kind of thing. A or they were sick. A, a healer, yeah. even. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just thought it, it was interesting that Willa referred to her concoctions as potions, because that just seems like a witch thing to say. Like yeah. if you were more of a healer, you'd say you know a maybe, salve or um, a well, curative. Well, maybe or stereotypically, I feel like I feel like back then people would call any sort of concoction a potion. Maybe. Perhaps. Like, a, like, mm-hmm. um, I do like her progression as a character where at first she's very, you know, withdrawn and doesn't want to talk to anybody. And like, she slowly starts to open up and then it comes to the end. And it's like, no, you know what? I'm part of this. 
Some lights up and torches. Let's, let's go. Um, the the uh, one thing that we were curious about was she's like, I'm the one who knows the way up the hill. And we're like, don't you just go? <laughs> don't you yeah, just go like up? The the, the, esta- the establishing shots of the hill did not indicate a particularly complicated. <laughs> just go up like the path, path of the hill. <laughs> I think she meant just meant the way to the tree, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she seemed to uh, her and her grandmother seemed to be. <sighs> Not even paganism, but like into like the humors and things like that. Yeah, they were talking about they were talking about the elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that could have been. Would that have been a little? I mean, late I, for I think humor? that humor. Yeah, no, that's right. Could right be, in the. Yeah. But I, I like in the sweet spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely got a very. I mean, I tried to look up the, uh, the I guess incantation that they were using, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kept coming around to Bible verses saying like "I will be with you," and then a mm-hmm. few lines later like "fire" or whatever. So. Nothing there, as far as I can tell. But it did strike me as something very Wiccan to address the various elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kept seeming like it was going to be significant. Yeah. Like, somehow, like somehow the history of that area had given them the knowledge of this particular prayer of sorts. Mm-hmm. But it actually is what is used to unlock the prison... Well, it's like a translation of what was used to unlock the prison in the first place. Was, was it? Or no, like was it? it? Okay, okay. No, no, Sorry. no, no. The That's reason why the seems. prison, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, they got out was because... She the, chopped down the tree. She, she chopped down the tree, chopped one, down the tree, and yeah. the technology is getting really old. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. but, like, the, the way they kept repeating yeah. it... Yeah. It kept seeming like it was going to be that. Yeah. Yeah, like it was going to... Like, that... That phrase was going to come up and reveal. It also seemed something. unfinished to me. Like it seemed like the last couple of lines of a longer mm. prayer mm. that I kept sort of expecting to hear, and never did. Yeah. And and also when she buried her grandmother, she was doing so with not, uh, not a cross but a wreath of holly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe which is more of like a naturalistic like nature version, like mm-hmm. like. Apparently at that time, that stuff was not incompatible with Christianity. People were no. throwing whatever was around in, mm-hmm. into the mix. So. in rural areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. It sort of references uh, the Lancashire mm-hmm. witch trials, which were around that time and mm-hmm. were a real thing. But those involved people who are actually like, yeah, I'm a witch. Uh. Because it means you should buy this thing for me because I'm really good at making them. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and that was interesting that, uh, to read. I say that every day. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's your drugs. I'm a witch <laughs> or pharmacist. Yeah, with pharmacists are just modern witches. Mm-hmm. I mean, this. if you think yeah. about it, really, I'll curse, I'll curse you. All these, Cross me, I'll curse you. You know, these, all these concoctions that are supposed you. to help cure your headaches and this, that, and whatever. Sounds like witchcraft yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is. Oh Excuse me while I go dance naked in the moonlight. <laughs> that's base. That's for my licensing exams. The <laughs> province of Ontario requires it. <laughs> the minister. The minister of health is Satan. Mm. Possibly. Who's the minister of, uh, <laughs> of health right currently? Now? Mm. Maybe they're Satan. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, the Ontario political minister. commentary. <laughs> well. Speaking of, uh, of politics and magic, more so magic, Ooh. 
Does mm. anybody think that uh, this episode had the power mm. to give Yaz any more depth of character? No. <laughs> uh, no, no, no magic of this world Ooh. is enough to give Yaz more depth of character. <laughs> not, even, not even with the little bully side side story and the doctor later relating it to, uh, or actually Yaz relating it to Willa's predicament. Mm-hmm. No. Man, I don't think I like Yaz very much. Oh. It's more, it's just, it's more telling than it is showing. Yeah. It's another thing yeah. where she told a story about herself. Yep. But we need to see more of her, what she does and the way she makes decisions and things like that. Because mm-hmm. where her character is. Um, I see a lot of people complaining about, like, the guy who plays Ryan, like, Tosin Cole plays Ryan Canact. I don't agree. I think he's playing, like, a young 20-something dude, or like a teenager, yeah. however old he's supposed to be. He's just, like, sort of like... Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's giving much to to act. No, like, and I, th- I, I think he's funny when like he's he's presented with all kinds of wacky situations. He's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, I think he's, I think he's just fine. They haven't gotten back to Ryan and Graham in a little bit, so we'll probably mm. circle back back around to that uh, in the finale. I'm thinking Graham is still a treasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. He's always great. Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh, you. <laughs> what was that about again? Like, why did he mention Tarantino? Samuel Jackson. His character recites that before he shoots the guy. Oh, yeah, and I shall brain con. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because most people know it from so the movie rather than the Bible. That's your fun. That's your fun pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, it would have been funnier if it. Well, I know, actually. It is funny because it came from Graham instead of, mm-hmm. say, one of the younger kids, but... <laughs> I feel like it's... I mean, that's I a like... 25-year-old movie, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. Right in the demographic for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, probably, it's probably older than the other two. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's super depressing. <laughs> well, this episode of Who in Review, let's Thanks. age ourselves. Ah. Hmm. Because we haven't been doing that yet. Nope. No, at no point. Pogs! <laughs> it is lit. <laughs> It is lit with the kids, Dab. <laughs> also, also, it wasn't that funny. No, just, just the a, fact that we can't was, see it was, her it doing fine. it. She had to say the word Dab. That's where I lost. No, I mean, it. I mean, I mean, I mean Graham saying Tarantino. No, no, it wouldn't have been as funny. No, I thought it was. I, um, I, it got a laugh no. out of me both watches. I will say that. Like, like it wouldn't I, have been as funny was, if Ryan had said it, chuckle. for example. Yeah. I, as soon as I heard. The beginning of the quote, and I'm like, he's going to say something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, do you want to talk about the like three seconds we saw of the next episode? Man, sure. Um, it it continues to grow, or whatever it's called. It lives. It lives. Yet it it gains. Still, it moves. <laughs> oh, uh, talk about that, and I'll find out what the title is. It takes you away. Ooh. It sounds like some sort of creepy creepy uh norse folklore it reminds me of a little poem oh called beowulf oh. Oh. Oh, this is right in your wheelhouse isn't it? <laughs> and the first monster <laughs> which i will recite for you presently <laughs> <laughs> yep just uh, give me a second get my papers in order here <laughs> but no grendel would take you away and then eat uh. you and I mean that it's a uh, it's a it's an old English poem, but it's based on a lot of Norse sources, and you know people have struggled for a long time to find similarities in Norse and like 
old Irish folk tales and that kind of thing. And apparently there are there are quite a few stories of trolls taking people away and interrupting uh, groups of people's good times. Mm, do you suppose it has like any connection to Coot Cullen? No. No? Nope. Not even like the hero aspect? I mean, the hero aspect maybe, but... That's about it? Yeah. Mm. But there are lots of heroes in... Yeah, that's true. Order. Heroes uh, abound. I mean, like, I guess there'd be the aspect of Beowulf being, like, thought weak at first, and then he proves himself. Hmm. But that's... It's not exactly a unique trait. No. Nah. They stole it from Star Wars. <laughs> Probably. Or, or The Simpsons. <laughs> Simpsons did it first. Um, the, the, the form of what the title is, plus it being Scandinavian, immediately made me think of Let the Right One In. Ooh. Mm. It's not... Movie I've seen, but I know people like that. I only saw it, the American it to me, version, but I know the gist. Mm. To me, it reads like it should have a couple of exclamation marks, and it's a B horror movie. Ah. Takes you away. <laughs> ah. Ah. With it, with like a sting, like a yeah, and like like yeah. I'm picturing it being shown in black and white at a drive-through movie theater. Like it's like the They're opening like, credits are like two kids making out in a convertible. Johnny, what's that noise? Oh, baby, don't listen to that. You just come over here right now. <laughs> it takes you away. <laughs> so if it's not that, I'm going to be very disappointed. Hopefully, that's what we get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's rate this sucker. Sure. All right. Chloe, you go first. Ooh, ooh, I'm in ooh. control of the board. Uh, I liked it. You know, like, I've been kind of complaining that this season hasn't been fun. Mm-hmm. And this one was fun. I, like, I found this episode and the previous episode were bo- with Space Amazon were were fun <laughs> episodes. Mm-hmm. I want to watch, like, these are episodes I'd like to watch again. Or would not mind rewatching again. Okay. You know, like, if I'm at home over the holidays, my parents have cable... And they have the Space Channel, and Space is showing a marathon. I wouldn't, like, tur- like try to find something else to watch. Okay. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and that sounds like a really poor evaluation of this episode, but honestly, that is a pretty... There's a lot of Doctor Who episodes that I'm like, I've seen that episode, I don't necessarily need to watch it again. Yeah. And these mm-hmm. ones I would watch again. Uh, I thought Alan Cumming was a treasure. Yes. <laughs> as As King James. And... We're getting more of that, like, the doctor navigates being a woman, and Mm -hmm. it's being handled tolerably well, Mm -hmm. which I enjoyed. I still, you know what, I'm still missing, I'm missing the arc. I think I've just, Um, I I got mm -hmm. so used to Moffat, and I, I like Moffat's writing, I liked his direction as the showrunner, and so I'm still, like, jonesing for an arc, and I'm not getting it. And so, but that's like, that's the season slash Chris Chibnall criticism. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily a criticism per se. It, it, I was thinking about this today and it feels to me like how a lot of shows when they start out, mm-hmm. um, lot fewer and fewer these days, but start out with a bunch of episodic episodes, yeah. like, like, like one and done episodes mm-hmm. as sort of proof of concept. Yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah. we're going back to the first season or, like, Torchwood. Torchwood yeah. was a, a lot, especially the first season of Torchwood, was a lot of, like, Monster of the Week. Mm-hmm. And we're doing Monster of the Week, which is 
fine, but it kind of feels too late. Like, it feels like we're too far into this to be doing Monster of the Week again. Yeah, and I don't know if it's part of Chris Chibnall's insistence, maybe the BBC's insistence, I don't know, mm-hmm. of this being as new a start for the show as we've seen it have so far. Oh, absolutely. This um, is the newest start. Like, like having a season with no returning villains mm-hmm. and no arc almost seems like a challenge or a test. Mm-hmm. Like, to be like, mm-hmm. okay, if we can get people interested in this, then that knows that we're we're on the right track with with the writing and with the way we're laying everything out. And then we'll start mixing in some arcs and some, uh, some returning villains and stuff for, mm-hmm. you know, for arcs are, I mean, arcs, arcs are not for older fans or established no. fans. I wouldn't say. Really? I would argue exactly the opposite. I mean, yeah. like most TV series have arcs now. So like, I, I, I even if you're a new viewer, I think you'd, you'd get on to, I think you'd enjoy an arc of the same as someone who's, who's a longtime viewer. See, no, I'm seeing it more as like, if you got onto it as a new viewer and maybe you are just catching one episode and you're seeing an arc episode, you're going to be like, what's, what, what is happening? I do not know. Whereas an arc is for an established viewer. That's who's getting rewarded Mm. by an arc. Well, what I'm saying is Mm -hmm. if this season had an arc and someone started watching Doctor Who for the first time with this season, they would not be lost. No. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying people who are new to to the show this time, like that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have watched a bunch of Doctor Who before. Whereas appreciating or enjoying a lot about the returning villains has more to do with being familiar with Doctor Who. That's fair. And I do miss some of the... No, I like I like the callbacks for the little like Easter eggs and callbacks that are there to reward people who have been watching for a long time. And I know this is this is like a huge this is a huge conversation across fandom. Mm-hmm. Whether we're talking yeah. about like movies based on longstanding comic books or longstanding properties of other kinds, we're talking about TV shows that have been going on for a long time. You know, how much do you quote reward your old fans. And I guess mm. I'm at the point where I'm an old fan now because of how long I have been watching. And I'm like, I want, I want my just desserts. I yeah. want my rewards for watching for so long. And the show this season is saying, nah, you take what I give you. I think, And I'm not going to not watch it, which is classic, which is classic longstanding fan. You complain well, <laughs> and you bitch. You just keep watching. Well, that's the thing. Why, why, why reward the longstanding fans if you got them anyway? I mean, they'll throw oh, little so, biscuits like you know. Oh, she got this package in the mail. Yeah, and the, it the, the out to be a fez. Yeah, yeah. And there's little, little tiny stuff, but like, it's it's that thing where it's like. Oh no, are you just here exterminate or something? And all the time fans be like, oh man, yeah. we're in for some Daleks, right? And then that, mm. that, that kind of thing is, uh. I want my Doctor Who to be completely impenetrable to new people. I want to be rewarded for having watched it for so long. <laughs> like we all want, we all want that. <laughs> but it can't happen. I want to be the no. cool guy who's been watching for this long. Um, all people have said, all people have said maybe give the Sidemen and the Master a little rest for a bit, but we could bring the Daleks yeah. back in. I would rather give the Daleks and the Cybermen a rest and see more Master. Like, just the Master. Mm. I want to see Missy again. I loved Missy. 
I think Missy There's was cool arc. as heck. Yeah. <laughs> or Alan Cumming. But didn't they kill her off? Well, sure. did they? Did they? Look, the master mm. we know has... That iteration, anyway. Did they? <laughs> the master mm. doesn't have plot armor, but plot <laughs> resurrection abilities. <laughs> like, the master, yeah, can be su- yeah. <laughs> the master can be summed up as, Oh, the master, I thought you were dead. Oh, doctor, you're as ugly as you are, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Pretty much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think at this point the show would do that like it did in the old series like i don't think it would just be like no explanation the master's back um but instead we'll have weird (laughs) reincarnation scenes like uh john sims master got (laughs) but oh but but somehow i don't think we've seen the last of the master (laughs) could the autons a spin again maybe the autons are fine yeah i mean the the deadly bubble wrap was not that far from the autons Mm -hmm. no it's just what what else can we make what else can we yeah make sent quasi sentient yeah so bottom line i did like it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give it like five eye of newts out of six fillet of a fenny snakes (laughs) okay which is a good rating good yeah yep i'm gonna write down good (laughs) (laughs) good g-u-d all right all right, so let's, let's try this again. <laughs> um, actually, like when we saw the preview for, I was just like, oh, so excited because I really wanted to see how they would handle this whole witch hunt thing. Because it's not like the doctor went back in time and stopped the witch hunts; they still happened. They probably kept happening even after that whole instant at um, name of place here that no longer exists. So it wasn't like them just getting rid of the witch hunts. It was them isolating the specific instance of them. And like, I'm certain that plenty other witch hunts, lots of innocent people died. It's just this particular one, though, had that sort of supernatural element. Like, something ain't right. Like, why would the dirt be attacking us? It's just dirt. And then, like, they find, whoa, it ain't just dirt. Um, I do appreciate the, um, you know, the wreath of holly. It was probably just, you know, something that she found lying around and, like you said, it was, um, you know, not a cross. It was more of a pagan thing. And, like, a lot of the f- paganism is actually kind of nice because it, uh, it takes you back to nature. And it's more about, like, giving rather than taking kind of thing. And, and, and like, I mean, Christianity did map onto a lot of things. A lot of stuff we take for granted. Around Christmas time, for example, like, why do we have a tree? Why do we have a wreath? Why do we have a log? Like, because all of the that Germans. kind of stuff. Yeah, like... <laughs> A it's lot mostly of it. because of the Germans. Yeah, but a lot of it came from paganism, too, like even with Easter and eggs and bunnies and whatever. But mm-hmm. um, So I like that aspect. I liked how they didn't just write it off as they were normal people who didn't have any sort of connection to witchcraft at all. Like what um, the doctor said at the very end about how like any kind of technology can look like magic. That Any, any sufficiently advanced technology yeah. is, is a indiscernible from magic right so like so for at the time what these women were doing could have been considered magic because they were concocting these things to help people with like their gout or whatever and it was basically just using their knowledge that was passed down from their mother to their their grandmother and whatever where it's like you know this particular plant is good for nausea and this particular plant helps to heal whatever like And so people would interpret that as magic instead. And so I kind of like how they put that in there, too. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I do appreciate how they have the doctor deal with, because like, like I said, it wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when she get accused of being a witch, and I like how they handled that. Um, yeah, okay, the whole chain thing was kind of predictable, the Houdini quote, whatever. Because, like, I actually didn't hear it the first time uh. around, and I was saying to Nick, it's like, you know, I bet she mentioned something about Houdini, and she's like, she did. It's like, oh, well then, <laughs> never mind. Um, yeah, it was a romp. The king was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how he just had a toolbox of random stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, this is a thingy, shink, that, like, you can stab into people, and if they bleed, then, you know, they're a witch. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> if their mark bleeds. If their mark bleeds. Mm-hmm. What do so, they mean by a mark? Like a mole? No, it's like where the devil kisses them or something. It's something to do with uh, like the witch's Sabbath Hot. and what happens then. What? But like, if you poke anyone anywhere, they're going to bleed. Yeah, but the idea is that like the mark is is somehow impenetrable to the, yeah, and like it yeah. won't bleed. Impenetrable and insensible. I do, and it won't I, bleed I, because it's I like an, 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 It's sorcery. <gasps> I do want to jump but, in yeah, there. Like, um, that jump in but before we got too far into like the reason why she was you know witch hunting and all that stuff so you got if you got this little thing that pokes them and tells you if they're witches why are you drowning so many people right yeah well she didn't have one no that was his spare that he gave her then (laughs) so she didn't have that at the time i mean i I mean i I realize Mm. the entire witch hunt is nonsensical in the first place yeah Yeah. but it's like (laughs) absolutely if this this completely because the ultimate because every test to see if someone is a witch is if they die they're a human <laughs> but yeah. now they're dead but now they're dead yeah <sighs> and if they don't die then we're going to kill them mm, so it's like yeah. you die either way and i pointed that out while we were watching it it's like this you know it's damned if you do and damned if you don't <laughs> so basically if you're accused as a witch well you're screwed well if you're actually um, a witch though like then you'll you would maybe... have magic to get out of it yeah. and you would just like give them the middle finger as you fly away yeah, yeah maybe you'll be fine like in The Simpsons, yeah. I feel like that's literally, like, in the Harry Potter universe, in one of the, like, accessory books. Mm-hmm. I think there's, like, a history... Hmm, I forget. But they definitely talk about how there's, like, a freezing charm where whenever they actually... When whenever Puritans or other, like, whenever witch finders actually did catch a witch, they would use this, like, fun tickling charm and just disappear after that and be like oh no i'm burning so bad (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i remember that Mm -hmm. which arguably would be exactly what a real witch would do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) use their magic to escape the situation yep so yeah uh i thought it was a romp i enjoyed it a lot um it i guess it wasn't terribly that big of a surprise that um what was her name again becca savage Yeah. yeah lady savage um, was, like, not necessarily the villain, but, like, there was something wrong with her. Because, like, she started... I thought it was blood at first, but then I was like, wait, is that kind of, like, tar or mud or something? That, that and, like, was oh, good. snap, it was... That, yeah, that was... Whoa. That was a good but, Of course, the people at the opposite side of the lake probably wouldn't be able to see that kind of detail, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've established this lake basically <laughs> doesn't doesn't take up any space. <laughs> it is a quantum lake. That's right. <laughs> You know what? Okay, you know what? Maybe it's just the way that they shot it. Maybe it isn't that, like, the dunking thing is on the opposite side and they're standing, like, right across from it. They could just be, like, a little further downstream. It was you know probably... What I, mean? what I saw around is people being like, it's probably... It was probably harder to shoot around than they thought. Mm-hmm. Basically, the one that they picked, so... Whatever. It's, so, it's like, fine. I mean, they could be, like, the dunking thing is here and if you just pan a little to the right... Oh, that's where everybody is. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, anyway... So, 
Yeah, I um, I give this. Let's see. Four holly berries out of five mistletoes. Ooh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a thumbs up, basically. We'll, we'll go over to Z. All right. Um, I was also incredibly excited for this episode, <laughs> and it did not disappoint. Um, a few, a few little weirdy weirdies about it. A few little things that maybe were uh, off. Um, on the one hand, the whole detail about the horses. I like that it established, you know, this uh, Becca Savage is deadly serious. She's savage. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, and I'm getting, like, into the, the nittiest of, of details. Nittiest and grittiest of details here. Um, I kind of would have liked to, to hear why horses were creatures of Satan. I mean... Uh, like, I would have figured a cat would have like, showed up and, like, I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. Isn't it obvious? I would never have thought horses... Just that, like little stuff like that. King James apparently uh, t- had a little bit of a skeptical turn after 1599 for whatever reason. Um, at which point he basically said, most of the witchcraft you see these days, it's more just illusions and you've really got to pay attention. Hmm. So this taking place when he's king puts it around like sometime after 1604, I want to say. So, uh, you know, mm. this King James should have been a little more skeptical. Um, kind of echoing what had been said earlier earlier on the show, even. Um, but yeah, setting those little details aside, um, I speaking of details really quickly. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice her have any problem with the house, but I don't know that much about historical architecture. Yeah, so. same. Shrug. <laughs> um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Even the fact that the alien sort of presence was introduced fairly late into the episode, like the actual. Uh, costumed up alien appeared in what would have been the denouement, uh, the the falling action. Um, I thought that it made this episode feel deliciously dense. Because mm. with with Kerblam, I'm not going to say Kerblam was not a good episode. It's a good episode, but it just felt very spread out. Mm. But this mm. one, um. Looking at how long the actual episode was, I mean, I guess taking out commercials or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some sort of cold opening that... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But uh, I was surprised to see that it's only like 46 minutes long. When we were mm-hmm. watching it the first time, I was like, oh man, so much is happening. So many things are going on and so much of this plot is being like layered on top of each other and built up. It's got to be like a 55 minute, almost an hour long episode. Nope. Yeah. So... In summary, <laughs> I have to give this episode two thumbs and one waving mud tendril up. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we say how awesome the actress for Rebecca Savage was? Like, just wow, she played the role great. And then even when she was taken over, mm-hmm. she was just like, yeah, "I'm the mud queen, of yeah, like, yeah, the Morax, yeah, the Morax queen." She, oh, she even, the, even the makeup on that is pretty, I, like how it was constantly throbbing. It's kind of a little little weird, a little off-putting, but awesome all the same. I think that yeah. she, her her increase in intensity throughout the episode was at a natural rate. Unfortunately, yeah. most of the time she was sharing the screen with Alan Cumming, so you didn't even notice. <laughs> she was starved for scenery to chew because is, Alan Cumming yeah. ate it all. <laughs> I also... 
I, I maybe would have preferred if if her like when she transformed to the the queen, mm-hmm. she had the same makeup on as everybody else. Yeah, hers was like yeah. all the same. But well, more. okay. Yeah, I mean she's the queen. She gets yeah. extra face bits. I guess she had an extra shine. Because those bodies mask. are already dead, whereas this body was still alive. Could That's be. a fair point. Yeah, could be. I just kept saying, I want to fill your king. I know, it was like a little... Because, yeah, like, they came up with that, and they were like, oh, shit, that's so crazy. That's just a crazy thing to say. But they didn't come up with any other things. No. <laughs> um, okay. Also, so, yeah. it could be considered a double entendre. Oh, boy. It's absolutely... It that is why it is a crazy he thing. He might be into that, now that we know. <laughs> was Jane? Well, like nah. I think he was wasn't a very consensual. Nah. Yeah. And there's this... Being filled with mud, alien mud, probably had consequences that he was not into. Mm. Um, I wouldn't either. No. Um, but yeah, I, I too enjoyed this episode. It's a thumbs up for me. I, uh, as you said, Z, felt dense. I think it could have used a, f- a few extra minutes. Just, 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 just to kind of like let the, let the alien part breathe a little more. Mm. Again, I think it would have been more effective if just the queen had been banished there or something like that. Mm. And it was more about her, uh, like a savage, being infected with Satan and then her trying to kill a bunch of people in order for her not to be. Because it's like that, it's like that human hubris stuff. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just, that's yeah. just delicious. And we got I that can... for Beat, but then it no. became, oh, now we have to fight this alien army. And I feel like the yeah. ar- the, the fact that it was an well, army just kind of really. Took away from the impact of, of the rest of the climax. <clears throat> I never really had the impression that they were fighting the army, though. Just they they wanted to throw that lock back on the prison and uh, throw the queen back in there as well. I mean, that's all. Yeah, the, the, the quote unquote like was, army of like the the undead there was just kind of. But they were I mean, just like just a, a bunch extra, of them little rambling sense. around. Yeah. The army was still underneath. Yeah. The but, and, and the tentac- the tentacle that came up was the king. Yeah. Uh, from the tree stump, you mean at the end with yeah, the CG? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the tentacle so that nobody came up to try and get like that got back in the first place was probably the queen. I mean, it could have mm. just been any of them. Yeah, maybe. I just mean, as the queen, she was accompanied by a series of shambling corpses. I yeah. mean, would you not do the same if you were the queen of an alien race? <laughs> putting I? that, putting that aside, <laughs> and though effective though they were throughout the episode, I thought at the end it was just like we just have a bunch of people like meandering around, and I think it would have been more interesting if if the end villain was just her. Maybe I feel like having a horde of corpses as your entourage is a pretty cool flex, though. It lessens the blow <laughs> of like we have to kill this woman because she's now possessed by an alien. Yeah. It became a joke almost because because James did it. I guess so. Um, well, but anyway, I mean, that, the, if the doctor if the doctor had had her druthers, uh, the Morax Queen would have just been drawn back into the prison, not destroyed, yeah. as James mm-hmm. had done with her. Yeah. What I don't yeah. get is why Becca ended up getting destroyed too. Like, was she, she? If they had sucked out the Queen, would that mean that she would come back dead, or would she have survived? I think she was too far gone. Was the implication? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her body wasn't left, though, right? Like, she just completely... She just disintegrated. Gone, right? I, I got yep. the impression that she'd been dealing with this, like, infection of sorts for so long that she's yeah. basically, like, a skin suit on a mud body. Yeah. yeah. She was killing one person a week yeah. and killed 36 people. Mm-hmm. That's better part of a year. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, so at least that long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, um, Alan Cumming was like way too much at first. And then, you know, by the time we got to him and the doctor interacting, which I think is the best scene in series 11 so far. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a contender. Yeah, that and probably the scene where she confronts the time traveling racist mm-hmm. in Rosa. Yes. Um, and, you know, having, having the doctor have more to do, I'm actually okay with the doctor companion balance that we had in this story. Because mm. I want to see lots of. I want to see the doctor. The doctor doing stuff. Yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. And this, <laughs> and that's kind of like what I've been saying. I feel like three companions is too many. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, you guys tried it. It's fine. But I think it's too many and it takes away from the doctor. <laughs> I don't think I mean, it's, it's going to be. it's not the first time they've had three. No, no it's not. But. I don't think this three works as well as some of the previous threes. Mm. I don't think no. they work as a cohesive unit very nicely. No. They, well, they usually they usually don't have to. I mean, more often than not, it seems like they peel off. They have to. Into either pairs or singles and just go off and do sort of chunks of stuff that needs to get yeah. done. Yeah, when like the, way, way back in the day with, when, um, ah, geez, Ian and Barbara and Susan. They were, I thought. That's they, three. I thought they were okay. Yeah, that is that yeah. adds up to three. Um, but I thought, I thought the fifth doctor with uh, Adric, Nissa, and Tegan was the same. Like I didn't think yeah. they really worked either. Mm. Well, then they killed Adric off, so and then Nissa was like, "Nope, later." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Turlo showed up. Yeah, no kidding. Eh? I, if you haven't watched it this by this yeah. point, it's like, dude, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. So I don't think that they as a as a trio worked either mostly because no. I didn't like Adric or Nissa <laughs> um, Adric was really annoying T- Tegan got all the personality I don't care stop talking about Adric <laughs> you talk about him it just makes him stronger it's exactly <laughs> it's like Voldemort don't say his name um, anyway but like like this uh, series uh, and with the fifth doctor Tegan got, got all the personality and funny lines mm-hmm and Graham has that mm-hmm. yeah. this time. Yeah, the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Because Graham is not the audience insert. No. But Yaz and Ryan are. Yeah. And maybe that's the mm-hmm. problem. It's like whenever you see an audience insert, they tend to be boring. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's why every YA novel heroine is like brown and brown haired and slightly clumsy. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it's. You it's joke, very, but. No, I'm not joking. That's literally the <laughs> no. case. Yeah. And that's the whole point is so that like a like 15-year-old girl who feels plain and awkward herself can be mm. like, I could take down an evil organization or I could mm-hmm. fall in love with a vampire boy. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. or slave vampires or It's it's not a bad thing necessarily, but it does tend to be boring if you don't find yourself identifying with the audience insert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ultimately thumbs up. Also, another thing I thought of today. Do you remember stuff like rule one, the doctor lies? I don't miss shit like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss it either. What are the other rules? What are the other rules? <gasps> also, if if the rules are not followed, what happens? Nothing? Man, uh, I, much. I'm like unabashedly a Moffat fangirl, so I love that shit. I like a lot of Moffat stuff, but I feel like, <laughs> like RTD, a lot of it was just throwing little half thought out bits out there, and then you, your imagination mm. fills in the rest. And, mm. Yeah. I yeah. Liked. Make the audience um, do the work. 
Doctor Who. Man, that was a great ending. <laughs> Too many prophecies. <laughs> I love that. I want fewer prophecies. <laughs> I want more prophecies and, and and mysterious backstory. I love it. I want I want it. I know my mysterious backstory, but I want it to be so mysterious that there's barely actually any backstory in there. Oh, flashbacks. Yeah. Just flashbacks all the time. <sighs> okay. All right. Don't, Twin don't Peaks. Just... Who's a fan? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, so you know you we all are. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. We're all we're, fans we're, of Twin Peaks. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, but that's what I'm getting at. Like all the conspiracies and like what the hell is this supposed to mean and all like the hidden meanings and like what does it mean for the this and like people read too much into stuff. And oh, that's what's great. No, Twin Peaks is but, for like, reading that's... too much into. That's the point of Twin Peaks. And, and I think yeah, Twin yeah. Peaks gives you a little more than yeah, that's fair. does. Yeah. And Twin Peaks yeah. also tries to go for the squick factor, I feel. Well, I mean, it's, it's a horror show at yeah. heart. Doctor I think it was a family I, I, sci-fi show. Yeah. For example, it's horrible that they think that James was always cool. I think I, think, I hate James. <laughs> yeah, James is terrible. I hate him. They they use squick in service of what the fuck. Yeah. It's not gross yeah. for grossness sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's no, like yeah. if it's gross, it's like why is that so gross? Why is this gross thing happening? Mm-hmm. It it serves the the what the fuck of Lynch. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Mark Frost is like, "Okay, let me like kind of let me draw explain, a- <laughs> let me draw the let me draw the, the lines between the dots." Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this has been the Twin Peaks episode of the Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> but I feel like the the sort of lack of hard canonicity in Doctor Who and the possibility of the Doctor having frillions of adventures means you could just throw out a bunch of nouns and have that be a fucking mystery on the show. And I'm kind of sick of that. No, I love it. What, how do you feel about the various uh, throwaway mentions of, like, the, uh, the Doctor just saying, oh, like, that time when we did this, or, for example, uh, thanks to one very wet weekend with Houdini. Yeah. How do you feel about the Doctor's sort of superpower of just being able to make these callbacks to things we have seen or have not seen. I'm fine with that. Apparently the doctors met Houdini in like the audio plays, the books and the comics yeah. <laughs> according to Tardis <laughs> Wiki. But I, I'm fine with that. Cause in that sentence, I sort of get the size of what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I understand what that might entail, but well, I mean, the doctor know. has a machine that lets uh, her, Go through all of time and space. Mm-hmm. Correct. Why not go and visit a whole bunch of cool people on Earth? I mean, sure. Oh yeah. But but like what I'm saying is, I, I, something like that. I understand what it means. I understand how it probably went. Yeah. And it's not it's not like building a greater arc. But like RTD, if you just threw out the Nightmare Child and you don't say anything else about it, it's just like a spooky noun. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing else there to color in any of the lines. No. I'm I'm not a fan of that. No. I agree. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> BBC, you better be listening to this. We're giving you gold here. Like, all right, well, we'll do this. We, we will do this. Um, I, I don't believe the BBC listens to this show, but if they do, hello. We'll Hi. Accept, we'll accept free tickets show. to a Doctor Who taping. And I realize that Doctor <laughs> Who is not taped in front of an audience. <laughs> In front of a awesome studio though. audience. <laughs> of two. <laughs> and we didn't <laughs> I think this is going to be, you know what, I think this conversation is going to be really interesting. Um, like, spoilers dropping for mm-hmm. our off-season when we do our rewatch. Yes, so Ooh. in the off-season yeah. of Doctor Who, which is going to be about a year, like I think... Um, At least ser- nine months. Series 12 is probably going to be starting up in the autumn 
2019 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be reviewing a series of New Who each month, mm-hmm. starting uh, our review series one should be at the beginning of February yeah. of 2019. So that's going to be interesting to see because we now have quite a lot of New Who mm-hmm. <laughs> to look back on uh, mm-hmm. 13 years yeah. ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how each of that stuff stacks to the current series and also our memories. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we we do a lot of like shit and otherwise talking yeah. about <laughs> about the previous New Who seasons and how it compares to what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how much of this is rose or whatever the opposite of rose colored glasses yeah what is black <laughs> shit colored rose or shit colored glasses <laughs> yeah like how how much of this are we looking back on with like nostalgia glasses or how much of this are we kind of vilifying in our head through like negative reinforcement yeah you know as much as it's very easy for us to complain about like the te- like the 10th doctor and rose relationship and it is extremely easy to complain about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How much of this are we looking back on and we're like self, self-reinforcing self our negativity? Yeah, because mm-hmm. probably the thing that remains in your brain is this episode equals bad. Yeah. And so every time you think of that, you're like, oh, man, it was so bad. But a lot of the details you'd lose right away. And when you talk to people, you get it repeated and then it becomes like that's how that's how bad or, or negative stereotypes, negative criticisms, and just negative opinions get stuck in your head is that you start talking to people who remember it in the same way and you sort of start reinforcing your own positive or negative ideals. So it's just, mm-hmm. you're just echo Yeah, it's an echo chamber, yeah. Um, so you may ask, why aren't you reviewing each individual episode? And the answer is we have other things to do in our lives. <laughs> so we're going to be doing a, se- a season a month, mm-hmm. which I think is... Uh, Pretty fair. That's doable. Not a bad clip. It's like a 10 or a dozen episodes, yeah. depending on the season. Yeah, per month. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting look back. And then hopefully we'll finish in time for... Mm. Uh, we probably won't. No. Oh. Depending uh, on when they start. Depending. If they started in like October or something, then maybe, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I'll start plugs. Mm. <laughs> and I'll say... You can find me as Nick S C Zach. That's N I C K S C Z A C H over on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, the Instagrams got the odd thing every now and then. Usually a poem uh, every week on Sundays, and the Twitter. Well, but this week's strong enough. Yeah, this week was strong enough, and I <laughs> made the discovery. That there's a hashtag on Instagram with more than a hundred uh, posts for hashtag Stroganoff Life. Ooh. Stroganoff Strog Life. I love it. Stroganoff. Yep. S T R O G L Y F E. Not Strog Life. Stroganoff Life. So oh, well, that's not what? fun. People yeah, who what? eat Stroganoff uh, can take their time, I guess. I guess. Watch, 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 yeah. watch the next cast channel for uh, Z's Stroganoff podcast coming <laughs> in the very near future. Hey, man, it was good. <laughs> Man, Stroganoff's great. It is. It is. <laughs> anyway, though, the Twitter is not uh, not quite so buzzing, but it's there nonetheless. Uh, you can also check out my translation of Beowulf over at bloggersbeowulf.com, and uh, I'm currently working on turning that into an ebook. 
still ongoing, but will be done uh, sooner than later. The aforementioned Beowulf. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ties in nicely. Mm-hmm. Brought it all full circle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, what you got? Um, right now, really only the Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't really been updating my DeviantArt, although there is a link for it in my Instagram, which is SofaCushionArt, all one word. S-O-F-A-C-U-S-H-I-O-N-A-R-T. Um, I have been posting a little bit more often now. Not necessarily art, but, you know, some neat things. Like uh, a book that lights up. That's pretty yeah. neat. Huh. Mm. Um, Inktober obviously has long since been over. <laughs> uh, I should find another project. Uh, but anyway... Mm. Truth be told, the other projects I'm probably going to be working on are going to be Christmas gifts, which I don't want to post <laughs> because then it'll be spoilers. Because mm. people I'd be making them for will be able to uh. see it, and it's like, hmm, okay, doing that. But uh, yeah, so my Instagram pretty much is all I got going on right now. All right. Well, I finally finished the thank you cards. <gasps> Woo! Which means thank our dining room. Night. Thank you card, by the way. <laughs> oh, did yeah. you get it? Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay, we weren't really sure because of the Canada Post strike. Yeah. How yeah. long everything was going to take to get two people. <laughs> so I'm pleased to yeah. hear that you guys got it. Yay. Um, yeah. Your thank you card, dear listener, is coming to your post office box unless the Canada Post strike loses it. And then, so if you don't get one, please complain <laughs> to Canada Post. <laughs> It's not my right. fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no. So our dining room table is relatively free again, which means I can actually start working on my costumes again. Thank Hooray. God. And so I have this weekend off. I might actually have something posted by the time we do next week's podcast. Hey, nice. Yeah. yeah. I. Really... And what was your... Uh, where can oh, we find all this cool stuff? We... We... I... <laughs> I'm at uh, Normal Wolf Cosplay on Instagram. Also on Facebook, but I don't really post there because Facebook is terrible. Yep, agreed. Yeah. yeah. And I do not use Twitter, even though I think of so many interesting things to say all of it. <laughs> but I keep those to myself. You got to keep your you best could... stories to yourself. <laughs> you keep them close to the chest. You, know? you, could, you could post them on your story on Instagram. I guess I could. They only last for 24 hours. So well, for everyone else. Yeah. yeah. The Meads. That's right. All right. What about you? Speaking of the Meads, I can be found on the Meads, uh, both Twitter and Instagram, at Victory Lime. Twitter. I'm out there right now. Well, you're mostly running, like, the NixCast Twitter, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm also running the NixCast Twitter. So, at the NixCast is another good place to go on Twitter. Um, Instagram. Spotio, but I but I am continuing to post my beats up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when I catch up on sleep, I will make some more. Mm. Uh, so twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. So that's something uh. to look forward to. Um, but yes, uh, we are at the next cast, also on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and on Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and if you want more Nick goodness, you can head on over to Phanthropological. Uh, Tell me about what your Phanthropologies are. This week, uh, on Friday, it'll be our episode on The Simpsons. Ooh. Ooh. An unforgettable episode. Unforgettable indeed. (laughs) I'm sure a super brief episode, because there's hardly anything to say about The Simpsons. There's not much there. 
We we tried to pull it out a little bit, you know. And wow. Made some headway. Y'all being sarcastic or? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. In case you couldn't tell, I was yeah. being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, so if, uh, you know, if you want to hear quite a few, quite a few references, a lot of steamed hams talk and wow. uh, and a little ratings analysis, then head on over yep. uh, to our Simpsons episode. And then what is... What we you just this we week? just record our episode on pro wrestling where I just talked about pro wrestling for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was that? Yeah. Z equally enthused. <laughs> it was really interesting. Yeah. It's ask me about fandom. Ask me about it more, and also watch wrestling. It's basically yeah. a soap opera. Let's be honest. I don't have a choice. Yeah. Some of them oh. are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm married into it. <laughs> yeah. You are. <laughs> Married into the fandom. That's right. And if you have feedback for our podcast, uh, do send it to who at the nextcast.com times three. <laughs> Rude. It's my favorite joke. Yeah. Ruined it. Um, shout out to, uh, on Twitter, Daniel Martinez at electric mastro five, who got into a discussion about, uh, the politics of Kerblam at the, uh, the next guest Twitter account. So shout out to him. Thank you for listening and thank you for enga- engaging. Yeah, contributing in, yeah. A, in, a, yeah. in an argument that almost went over my head. <laughs> oh. But uh, no, it was, an, it was interesting too. It was a it was an, uh, part of the episode that we didn't actually touch on much in our review. The, the idea that like, oh, if you just threaten terrorism against a big corporation, they will change to your demands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But yeah, check that check that out at the next cast on Twitter. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for being a fan. Yeah. A fan of us being fans. Exactly. At the very <laughs> least, thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so next week, it will take you away. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm not going to look it up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Close enough. What? Close enough. Yeah. So close enough. when will when will we four meet again? <laughs> Probably on Sunday. Okay. Probably. Yep. Uh, so we'll talk to you uh, later, late Sunday evening. Probably better to characterize it as Monday morning. Um, on Who Interview, when we, look, when we look at It Will Take You Away. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.